0: Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterback's app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern sports talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller.
1: Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Watching the Buffalo Bills sweep the New England Patriots make 2020 a whole lot more palatable.
0: Hi, I'm Mac Meehan. and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Justin must have his uh, tinfoil hat on again. I can't find him on Facebook. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. I don't know if you're aware of that, Justin, or not, but uh, you're, uh, you're missing on Facebook this morning.
2: I want to thank the American people, most of all for the selfless sacrifices that they're making. For our nation, I know it's not pleasant, although some people have said they've gotten to know their family better. And they love their family more than ever. And that's a beautiful thing. They've actually gotten to know them. They're in the same house with their family for a long time. I guess it can also work the other way, perhaps. But we don't want to talk about that. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair.
3: Quarterback, he's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The all-American man.
0: Hey howdy hi! How? Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Justin Waller, and I don't know where Steven Troche is. I was talking to him earlier, so I would assume he's on the way. I don't know if he's having some kind of update issue on his computer, but Justin will take the wheels anyways. The Monday night football game. Well, I mean, I think I talked about it with you yesterday, but I know I said it at some point. It wasn't going to be much of a game, so I did not spend much time on it. Uh, I don't even know if we even talked about the game because I just I felt like this is what we were going to see. Uh, Cam Newton.
1: I mean, you were sweating your two points by digs, were you? I, I mean, you, you, you got beginning. those pretty convincingly, didn't you?
0: I was at the beginning. You know he didn't get over his two points until late in the first half. And I was like, seriously, are we going to have this now? Here's the funny thing. After I got off the air with you, I checked my score yesterday morning and I guess at a point corrections or whatever, I actually had the lead going in. So would have had the win, but I don't trust point con- corrections for the final. So I was like, I want five or 10 points because that's all I could think of is he gets blanked and then something gets changed and I wake up Tuesday morning and I'm not the champion. But I am the champion. I kicked the crap out of uh, Jimmy from Miami. He always likes to gloat every time he wins, which I would like to remind him if he's listening. He's not won a football championship in a league that we've been in in quite some time. Now, he had to come up with his own league at work at the at the little pizza joint that he works at, and those people, you know, I, I know most of these people. They don't know uh, Dwayne Haskins from... Uh, you know a hole in the wall although by the way he may, he may be working there soon. um but so he he tries to rack up championships against people who do know nothing about fantasy sports but it has gotten uh it'll get a little bit more chippy this year because he's in the baseball league that you just won and i'm going to you know remind him of that i think i think it's been Three or four years, and I had a catcher,
1: so y'all can step off on that little uh caveat right there for those of you in the league. I did it legitimately, so kiss the ring.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I want to give uh congratulations to Sean who actually called in yesterday, which since probably because he had a huge lead. He uh, got two championships himself, beating Doug in both of them, so we would like to remind Doug that he lost to someone who had never won a championship in 23 years of playing fantasy football. He had never won a championship, and we went over this yesterday. It wasn't as bad as it sounds because he tended to play in only one or two leagues a year, so when you say it that way, I'm like, okay, you know, in some ways, it's people who, who would typically make fun of them there there are multiple leagues every year and even the worst players are going to fall backwards into into a championship right so um it took me about a
1: decade i finally clinched the santa fe league uh for the first time yesterday so that's my (laughs)
0: least favorite league too but i i do compete in it i'm not taking anything away from anyone who ever wins because i've won it several times but i hate it i just don't like the rules I'm like if we're I've never going won to that have, one before. I'm like if we're yeah. gonna have three receivers in a flex, can we have a full PPR? Right? I just it's just I hate it. It sucks. But um, it's always a difficult one. I, I ended up winning the whatever the hell this is third or fifth place game against Jared's team. Kick the crap out of him. But uh, my team was struggled all year long. You won pretty handily. But yeah. You won. Uh, oh God. Did the guy you play even start a lineup? What the hell happened here?
1: Uh, Kamara and Diggs—that's what happened.
0: I know, but he didn't do anything. Oh, he had Lynn Bowden Jr. in his lineup. See, this is the example why you letting four, essentially four receivers in the, in a league is is de- disastrous. He had Lynn Bowden Jr., Sammy Watkins, and Alan Lazard, and somehow he made the championship game. Wow, that was his receiving core. He originally had Galladay, but that dude hasn't played all year. And he had McLaurin. That's a tough break. But the rest, uh, of those- honestly,
1: seriously, without without Diggs and uh, Kamara, I was nervous in that one. I mean, Matt Caff and Dude, Woods both got terrible. shut down. Corey Davis his got quarter- shut down.
0: These quarterback's Jared Goff. He's terrible. All he's got is he's got Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb, and I guess that's and Darren Waller. And I guess he just rode those to the to the semis. Well, Darren Waller
1: had the monster game two weeks ago, which catapulted him probably into the championship.
0: That is terrible. His team is just absolutely terrible.
1: Um, well, way wow. to rain on my win, but you know,
0: it's okay. no, no. I'm just no. <laughs> Congratu- I just can't understand <laughs> who did he beat me to get there. I'm like, who the hell did he play? Oh, he put no, he played someone else. He played. Uh, all right, he played Max Boys, and I and and I just I just got, I gotta pull this up to find out. Well, no, it's gonna have to go. By. I guess I have to go backwards on his league.
1: Yeah, that that one always gets me because Max Boys, I insinuate, and I know that it's not you. But for the longest time, I thought that was your roster in that league uh, until I found out who you actually were.
0: Okay, this is a guy who was seven and six. So it tells you right there he wasn't very good. But even the week before, he didn't have that great of a lineup. I don't know how he got through that. He, I think he rode Chubb and Cook. And Waller the entire season, in some weeks he'd win, some he'd win and he eventually got in the playoffs. I I, uh, I, th- I think I barely missed the playoffs. and I think I had the same record as him, so it was like a tiebreaker kind of thing. But anyways, my team was not – at least it wasn't that damn bad. Good Lord. I scored 160 this week. I mean, even if I would have made it against you, it wouldn't have done me any good, right? Um, but Wow. Congratulations on your win. Um Yeah, you've been in that league for quite a while, haven't you?
1: Still not the one I wanted. Uh, I wanted the one you won, uh, our Dynasty Keeper League. I believe you got the nod in that one. I know you knocked me out. I got the
0: auction. I got the auction championship. Auction keeper. Um, I want to say that the uh, championship. uh, Are you talking about the two to four keeper? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. I believe that might have been, Sean. Let me see. No, that was uh, David. He beat the hell out of. He scored two hundred nineteen points. So um, Galladay in actually had a good little. uh, Oh, I'm
1: I'm I'm lying. Uh, Yes, the auction two keeper. You you did beat Will. So or excuse me, Jimmy from Miami. Yeah. (laughs) About about slipped up there.
0: Sean made it a close game because he had. Uh well not close but a lot closer than I saw yesterday because he had Josh Allen who went off last night. Josh Allen, uh wow. Uh but anyways back to um back to what we were originally talking about the uh the Monday night football game. Allen went off three hundred twenty yards, four touchdowns. Um dude Cam Newton is he I mean, is he done? I mean he's talking about In New England
1: I, I would think. I mean, I mean somebody'll probably
0: I mean, as a starter. I, I can see someone hiring him as a backup, as a starter. You can't go into a season next year thinking that's your quarterback and you're a coach whose job is on the line next year, right?
1: I would think so, but uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some extenuating circumstances that uh, he'll find his way back into a starting position. Who
0: starts before the other? Dwayne Haskins, who was released yesterday for people that missed that, or... Cam Newton.
1: Cam Newton. I, I just think it's going to be hard for Dwayne to find his way back. And then, I mean, how far down Dwayne, the depth chart is he going to be? I mean, you're going to bring him in as your number two?
0: Oh, Dwayne has to be a number two wherever he goes. No one's hiring him as number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see him as you a know, number two competing the, to stay know, as the two.
0: You know it would be a great place for Dwayne, not necessarily Nashville, but somewhere like Nashville where he comes in and he knows he's not the starter and it's time for him to learn, right? Because it's it's not like Tennessee couldn't use a good backup because Woodside's not the answer, right? Um, That dude's got a 49 rating on Madden, by the way. I got the new Madden for Christmas. I did, I did I did. some trades. I was like, I got to get rid of some people. By the way, you can't trade like you used to and really stack your roster, man. They're, they're real uh, so-and-sos when you try to make certain trades. So uh, I've got an interesting roster that, that no longer looks like the Tennessee Titans. I, st- I still kept Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, but the rest I, I tried to get younger. I made some trades thinking I would trade around. No, man, they, they, they screwed me. <laughs> I traded away. Uh, Tannehill, and next thing I know, I can't get a quarterback back.
1: What'd you do? Try and trade Tannehill for Josh Allen or something? I'm
0: trying to think of what I traded Tannehill for because he went to the Jets, I believe, but I don't remember that. That no, the Giants. I ended up with with Daniel Jones. I was gonna have Daniel Jones as my backup. Okay, no, Daniel Jones is now starting (laughs) because. The only other guy I can get is a is I'm like, I'm not going with Logan Woodside the rest of here. So I, I made a trade for a Jalen Hurts.
1: Is Charlie Whitehurst still available?
0: Nah, can I've got can we Jalen. Get Cliff Hurts. Davis? I've got Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones and I do do a Steve Spurrier and change him in and out. Because neither one of them have any stamina.
1: You're just running the ball anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: Well, yeah, I well I am. I'm running the ball, but I I I, I like to sprint out with my quarterback so I have an option to run so I don't like having these slow quarterbacks, right? So I'm like, I don't want this guy, I don't want that guy, kind of stuff. And so that's how I ended up with Hurts and Jones. But literally, they play about half the game each other because their their dude starts blinking red on the screen. I'm like
3: he's made one
0: quarterback, you know, draw or one quarterback runs, anyways. But I do have uh, Metcalf, <laughs> and I do have uh, AJ Brown. So the receiving core. And I traded Keelan. I-, I traded for Keelan Cole just to make my wife happy, but. uh that's it. Anyways, that, enough of our fantasy team and enough of our. Of my, uh, now we're
1: going to talk about the San Diego Padres. <laughs> yeah,
0: we are going to talk <laughs> fantasy <about that>. team. <laughs> now, I was buying time because I thought I thought Stephen was on his way. I don't. Something must have happened, but we're going to go ahead and skip what I had planned. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, uh, some DFS stuff, but I'll get into that later in the week, maybe with Sean or something. Uh, we, we don't have to get into that. It's week seventeen of fantasy football, so there's not a whole lot of a lot, most people aren't playing because most championships took place this past week. If you do have a question, you can send it to us and we will answer it. But I'm not going to go ahead and uh, waste a whole segment on uh, you know pick them pick them up and whatnot. I've got, I've got one league left that I really care about, and I'm losing, and I started Alvin Kamara. That hurts. But when he started, everyone else that went bananas this weekend. He has the entire Green Bay Packer team, is essentially what happened. So, um, yeah.
1: Well, it's not going to help him in week 17.
0: Hopefully not. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they get benched. What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to pull the hoodoo on him. I'm going to try to pick up A.J. Dillon. <laughs> so, so, so he's got no one to start, but I don't know where I am in the pecking order. Let's take that quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about. My God, what are the Padres doing? Break up the Padres. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, you missed some stuff that went down in the last couple of days, and we're gonna get into it. We'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarter X, me and Justin Waller, and then Tony Aguilini uh in a surprise will uh stop by at the top of the hour as he uh his his boss gave him a day off or something. I don't I don't know what the hell that's about. We'll have to investigate that.
3: It's time I'm gonna kick that football clear to the moon. Ah!
1: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station.
0: The last segment of the Armchair Quarterbacks app, radio show, and Facebook Live. We're talking baseball. How these players perform, and what it means to their teams, and what to look for. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks talking baseball. 9 30 Eastern, 8 30 Central. The last segment of the Armchair Quarterbacks app, radio show, and Facebook Live. Take me out to the Rays game. Take
2: me out to the, right the truck. <laughs> Downtown St. Pete, we in Tampa Bay. We changed our name, now we changing the name.
0: Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the Friendly Gun Shop. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. They buy and sell used guns. Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. The Friendly Gun Shop. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterback. The Armchair Quarterback Show, Weekdays, Coast to Coast, Southern Sports Talk Radio. Find us on Facebook Live today and tap that Armchair Quarterback's app. Your first choice for sports talk, live from the First Coast.
2: Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Honest Ed's Used Cars, where every car we sell is backed by an ironclad guarantee that is so complete and comprehensive that we really don't see any need to put it in writing. And remember Honest Ed's motto, if any used car dealer anywhere in the country says he can sell you the same car cheaper than we will... Then he's even a bigger liar than I am. And remember, if you'd like to learn
0: one of life's most valuable secrets, just send twenty dollars to the announcer in care of this station.
2: That's how we do
0: it in Detroit. This is Channel Two with the
1: Armchair Quarterbacks. Catch me drive time with Matt McNamee the Armchair Quarterbacks Radio Show and Facebook
3: Live. I'm a in 2.45, right down the
0: middle, and I am a
1: green and left
0: just a little. The PGA is back, and the armchair quarterbacks will be covering it from top to bottom. Tiger, Lefty, Brooks, and Rory, and everyone in between. The PGA on the armchair quarterbacks, covering the tournaments. The season is back, and the armchair quarterbacks are teeing off on the PGA Tour.
3: I'll chill it in my way. Imaginary hat. What
0: is this? What are we doing? So dumb. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. I had some comments here that I didn't see. I apologize to uh, Charlie. Uh, He's excited because his Cowboys still have, have, have a pulse in week 17 and glad that the Eagles do not. But you're pulling for the Eagles this Sunday because if the Eagles don't win, then what, what the Cowboys do against the Giants doesn't matter. So that's, you know, I I don't know if that's the game I would have flexed because I would have liked to seen those two games going on at the same time. You know, to see it bounce back and forth and whatnot. Because uh, it, it's exciting for the Cowboy and Giant fan to watch the game and hope for what's going to happen later on that night. So I get it; they're going to get they're going to get New York or Dallas, which either way is a very big fan base to watch Sunday night against Washington D.C. And then Philadelphia is going to watch this because they want to see a chaos probably, and B they're they're probably just enamored with their new quarterback, right? So I think if I was in the same position, I was an Eagles fan, I I, I know that I'm me winning is only helping one of my rivals. But I'm also sticking it to one of my rivals, and the biggest thing is I get to watch Jalen Hurts one more time and just see how how he can play. But I really feel like they should have put that Rams game on as the 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 Rams Cardinals game as the. But I just wonder what comes into play is that East Coast bias. What say you Well, know? that
1: and, uh, I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't because now with golf, he had the hand surgery yesterday on that broken thumb. Um, you, you're going to have a golfless, which not that you're missing much out of that Rams offense past two weeks. Did you the see the breaking weeks, but...
0: news last night who, who they signed?
1: No, I did not. Blake
0: Bortles is back, baby. He's back. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's back. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles leads the Rams to the champion. I mean, to the playoffs.
1: Somewhere Ramsey's in that locker room saying, coach, coach.
0: <laughs> Seriously? I want to get traded. I'll
1: um, in, man. Just,
0: just let me run it. <laughs> I guess Goff is going to try to play, but they don't expect him to play. So they signed Bortles, and I forget the cat's name, who's the backup, but um, I'd say the backup's probably going to get the nod at the beginning. they will just see how it goes. But... That's going to be difficult, but one I, th- I think what might even be a bigger deal is it looks like uh, Cam Akers probably won't play. And so you're going to have to lean on a running game that doesn't have who was your best running back over the last month. So you're going to have to do – it's going to be a Henderson-Brown show. And obviously very short passes. Uh, this entirely screws me in the league I was just telling you about. I've got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And we have to yeah, probably
1: screwed there. Uh, hopefully you have the Rams defense cause they're going to be trying to pitch a field goal battle. And I
0: did, but I don't want any part of starting the Rams defense against Arizona, against Arizona. I've got, uh, I had Buffalo, but I, th- uh, there's another deep. Oh, I got the saints. So, so I think I'll, start I mean, they,
1: the they slowed down, uh, Seattle and held them. I mean, yes, they lost the game and gave up 20 points, but in, in all the courts against the Seahawks, uh, that's a win. Um, And you honestly, I guess you have to attack it with the same game plan and just hope that the defense uh, scores you seven points and uh, keeps you in field goal battle.
0: Good morning to uh, Charlie and good morning to uh, Brian. He's her big hurricane fans, hurricane game day. I guess let's go ahead and get into that real quick, and then we'll get into the, uh, the huge baseball news. I mean, this, this is enormous baseball news. But Miami, Oklahoma State is played today, I think, at 530 Eastern, which I'm excited about. Uh, Starting a new gig during the day, uh, working from the house, and incredibly boring uh, uh, orientation we've been going through. That's going to last quite a while. So today I actually get something to put on in the background. And if you were listening, uh, my new boss, uh, I am not going to have other things on in the background as we're going to have total concentration. On. <laughs> they were going through this thing, Justin, about how total concentration don't have any distractions, Da 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 Realize we're sitting at this monitor for eight hours, listening to them. Hell, the first four hours yesterday was them getting to know everybody. Where are you from? What's your name? That kind of junk is a huge class, right? And uh, as they're saying that, I literally had three other monitors going, had had, had, had my notebook that I always have next to me during the day to jot down any kind of stuff for the show. And during some downtime, I was playing Madden. I was like, Total focus, man. I'm laser focused right now. Whatever junk y'all are talking about. Um, anyways, uh, that, that, that Hurricane, Oklahoma State game. I guess the biggest news of this entire thing has nothing to do with the entire game is that Derek King announced over the weekend that he is going to come back for his sixth season of college football. Um, I think it's realistically going to be a seventh because I believe he's redshirted. He was a redshirt senior, I believe this year. And of course, because of the new NCAA rule because of the pandemic anyone can come back. So he's going to come back. So I think he's essentially punted on his NFL career because if you're, is he, going to be, we talked about this the, the other day, he's going to be like 25 ish going on 26 when the 20, 2022 draft comes along. You're punting on your NFL career. No one, no one's drafting you. You, you need to uh, focus on doing as good as a job you can in college, and maybe become a grad assistant. So he, so he must have absolutely no faith in his ability to to make it in the NFL. And I guess maybe watching Dwayne Haskins getting cut yesterday probably seems. Yep, yeah, that's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm not, I'm not leaving early. Um, I mean, don't you think it's a far cry that anyone drafts him next year?
1: I mean, barring something traumatic happening, I mean, he, he comes out and Trevor Lawrence is the ACC. Um, I, I, I don't see him moving up anybody's draft boards, but I mean, yeah, Miami comes out and runs a table or a one loss season, and he's just dominating.
0: Yeah, yeah but his age,
1: like somebody like, will take a ch- somebody will take a flyer on him.
0: I mean, maybe late, late round seventh, sixth round, something like that. But yeah, I mean, the- I
1: don't see a number one, a first round pick. Um,
0: well, no, that 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 went out the window when he transferred to Miami um, yeah. because you can't, when he left Houston, he needed to go out the year of, that he was at Houston and go to the NFL draft. So when he, when, when he went to Miami, that, that absolutely killed him. He is okay. He is, he will be 24 next August. So yes, he will be 25 before he plays in the national football league. That's Chris Winkie-ish, right? Chris Winkie was 26, 27. That's Chris Winkie-ish. And this dude never went and played professional baseball. He's just, he's taking an incredibly long time, as a lot of us have, incredibly long time to get his college degree. But it's just, he's like that hippie kid you have that won't, would you just graduate? I'm tired. Quit changing your major. (laughs) But he's, I mean,
1: if he plays one more year, he'll. Uh, if he can figure out one more loophole, he might be able to uh, beat Jeff Driscoll's record. I, mean, well, he, I think that dude played eight or nine years in college. Here is my <laughs> Felt po- like it anyway.
0: Here is my point. He's going to be 25. Kyle Trask is going to be 23 before he takes an NFL snap. And they have downgraded him for being 23 and, Justin, I think he's the second-best college quarterback coming out. Now, a lot of people are going to try to sell you that bill of goods about uh, uh, fields. I don't buy it, and there's other guys. But I I, I trust my eyes more than I trust the metrics and whatnot. Kyle Trask is the, the second-best quarterback prospect. He may even end up being the best quarterback. I don't know. Because I'm not a 1,000% positive that he is going to be worse than Trevor Lawrence. You would think Lawrence is gonna be the best, but you never know. So I guess what my point is Kyle Trask is gonna be twenty-three and two hundred and forty pounds at six foot five. Derek King's gonna be twenty-five at five foot eleven and two oh three and another year of college. We'll we'll, we'll go ahead and say he's gonna be two thirteen, right? You're gonna you, you put an extra ten pounds on when you're, you know, sitting around eating chubs and <laughs> going, screw it. I'm never graduating. Um I just don't see how he's going to make it in the NFL. Maybe as a backup, maybe, but he's got – whatever he's got to do, the main thing I think I'd, is I would start making it very well known to my coaching staff because even if they don't take you, someone around you might take you, then I'm interested in coaching. I want to be a grad assistant either here or elsewhere. It's just uh, – it's the fact of the matter that in today's professional sports, they tend to not draft you – when you get a, a little long in the tooth, twenty and I mean, years for that ago, kind of money, I, I, I get it. Twenty years ago, they would have jumped at. It. They said, "Oh man, this kid's mature."
1: Especially when you got three, four quarterbacks going uh, in front of you that uh, all are going to grade out high. You've got trash number two. I think Zach Wilson's right there. BYU quarterback uh, two, three. I don't know which way you flip them, and then you got. Uh, oh man, is it uh, Jones out of Alabama? Um, so, I mean, you've got four sitting right there, yeah, stacked right about, in front of you.
0: I didn't even think about Mac Jones. Um, Mac Jones, to me, I, I think what a lot of people wonder about him, just like Fields, is he a product of, of the system. Right? And Fields,
1: I left him out. There's five. Right.
0: And then, of course, the kid from, did you mention the kid from BYU, Wilson? Yes, Zach that. Wilson. So, and I
1: honestly Mac, think he could probably be, I know uh, Trevor Lawrence. Mac uh, Jones
0: is going to be 23 this coming fall. But he's six foot three. Kyle Trask is going to be twenty three. He's six foot five. Derek King's going to be twenty five, and he's six foot nothing because he's five eleven. So <laughs> that's that. I'm just. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's it's true. Is uh, Russell Wilson saying what? <laughs> uh, Charlie, I I know you're going to like this comment. Charlie just chimed in. Am I the only one? happy that the new england patriots are not in the in the playoffs
1: oh no i enjoyed watching that meltdown yesterday for the whole uh, phone throw with the uh, replay guy on the sideline uh, that that tickled me to death last night in uh, fact because
0: they're not in the playoffs i think I, I, we we don't play this very often but Now, we will have to see Tom Brady's for people who actually hate. I'll tell you what, it's got to shut up a lot of people. You would not believe how many people down here were butthurt that the Buccaneers went out and got uh, Tom Brady. And all preseason, they were trying to sell you the bill of goods that Brady was overrated and it was all Belichick. Now they are very, very quiet on social media. Now, some of these knuckleheads are just diehard Florida State fans that thought Jameis Winston deserved another chance to throw 30 interceptions. I am not one of those knuckleheads because I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but he he had his chance. It's just like Mariota. He had his chance. Maybe he does better down the road elsewhere, but it's time to move on. But, and I'm not one who's even pulling against Tom Brady, to be honest with you. I've never really had a problem with Tom Brady per se. Uh, I got, yeah, we get nauseated seeing the Patriots. Da 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 da. But um I guess the longer it went on, the more of an appreciation I got for of it and less of a hatred, right? Um I would probably feel different if the Patriots were in Tennessee's division. Jacksonville's division. I probably would be I would probably get a little more pissed. Uh kind of like uh you know, Steven being the big Dolphin fan, and he's always got something to say about Brady or Belichick. In fact, he was in a text last night with uh, Sean and I saying outrageously ridiculous things once again at the behalf of uh, Tom Brady saying that I've always felt like he was overrated. I didn't even answer. It was like 1130 and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. Uh, put the bottle down dude uh, I, I hate to tell you but the dude's good <laughs> the I don't see
1: doing it at a new team um, I haven't heard anything of Antonio Brown now I'm not, I don't have my ear to the ground in Tampa but uh, nothing seems to be leaking out so to be able to control and keep the band of characters he's got not only does he have Antonio Brown he's keeping Gronkowski in check as well so that's, that's pretty good uh, locker room chemistry he's managing there just on and off the field
0: yeah, because
1: uh... something tells me that Brown and Goskowski could uh, put away a few brews. Woo! I mean, it sounds like me and you out of uh, down on the strip,
0: <laughs> dude. Gronk and AB out on the town in a, in a in a pandemic-less society. There's no way they're making the playoffs this year. This I want to go to their storm.
1: Super Bowl party though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is a this is a yeah. And the Super Bowl is in Tampa, so they will have a hell of a Super Bowl party. They just probably won't be a part of it. Um, but this is the perfect storm for those two to behave. Is the pandemic's got everything shut down essentially? Florida's a little open, but they're they're not like you know the Gold Club ain't kicking till four a.m. open, right? Uh, the, you know, there's still some restrictions that apply, so. But Miami Oklahoma State tonight. Uh, the spread I just pulled it up a second ago. It hasn't moved much. I, I thought it would, but um, well, let me log in. Sometimes when I log in, the thing gets refreshed, and no, it's still Oklahoma State's a one point favorite. The over under is sixty two. Who by the way, I barely banged the freaking uh, under last night. Have What'd the, you take it at? It, it, the 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 over under was forty seven and a half. It finished at 47. Yeah. I was actually intently watching late in the fourth quarter going, just kill the clock. Just kill the clock.
1: I would have pushed. I dodged it. Uh, I lost the half point and then didn't take the bet. Um, I, I just, I was like, well, I set it out. But, uh, yeah, it would have ended up being a push for me. So, um, I did not get 47 and a half. I was late to the party.
0: I was afraid that Zach Moss was gonna roll or, or or Singletary was gonna roll off a touchdown there at the end because the Patriots had given up and I was like, Oh, please, 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 please still be tackling. And there were and, and, and there was one run where we, we almost broke through the line I'm like, Oh this is typically what happens to me. I never get it on the other end where I need a touchdown to to hit the over and a guy breaks loose. The guy usually like lays down in the middle of the field and does like snow angels and you're like, Son of a we're We haven't done this in a while. Um, I'd say we'll start bringing back skin in the game starting tomorrow uh, with all the college bowls, and then we got college basketball, and then NHL's around the corner, and NBA's rolling. So I didn't prepare you for it, so I'm not putting you on the spot on a skin in the game pick. But today, where where do you think you would lie on that? Because I feel like Miami should be the favorite It's in Orlando, but what really intrigues me is that over-under. I feel like that's going to be a really high-scoring football game.
1: I think it will be, especially coming off the – well, and that's the hard thing with the Hurricanes is their defense hasn't been blown out and given up over 400 yards uh, pretty much most of the season. And then other than the Clemson and then the shellacking they took – by. UNC the last week of the season, so it's hard to get that taste out of your mouth when you give up 700, I think it was 755, it was something ridiculous, it was over 700 yards of offense that the Hurricanes gave up, and then you pair that with a Big 12 defense, and you're like, it's going to be a high-scoring ball game. but uh, I don't know, I think Miami's got the running game, and with King, that they can control this clock, and put up some Resemblance of a defense, and and that that over scares me. Um, I, I think it'll be a little more high scoring game. I think you're going to flirt with sixty. Uh, the the you said sixty two points is what you're showing on you them.
0: That's what I have right now. I'm I'm kind of letting it go for a minute because I'm hoping it drops down. But normally that's not what happens with over unders. Normally it goes up. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely interested in what I'm what I'm thinking about doing is a, this is an intriguing teaser. The Hurricanes in the Longhorns in a six and a half point teaser, the Hurricanes would then be getting seven and a half and the Longhorns would just have to win the game against Colorado.
1: I mean, just first thought, I haven't looked into it uh, spread wise, but 31-28 31 28 is kind of a gut where I feel 59 points, somewhere around that. So, I would say I lean under. If it climbs today, I'd probably make a move on the under. Uh, if it drops down, I'm probably not interested.
0: Well, Miami plays that, that up-tempo, no-huddle offense, and Oklahoma State does as well, and I hate taking the under on teams that don't chill. You know.
1: Oklahoma State's missing two tackle. I mean, uh, yeah, I believe they're missing two starting linemen, and uh, without Howard, they've uh, had a hundred-yard rusher three games in a row with uh, Jackson and uh, Richardson. Uh, is their other back, so you might see some weird defense and clocky clock management out of both of these uh, running the ball all game. That's the only thing that scares me is I think they're both going to heavily rely on the run game, and I'm worried about how, how much uh, Oklahoma State opens it up. That being said, they'll score 80 points, and uh, I'll look like an idiot, but that's Big 12 for you.
0: That's th- that. I think that's the play that I'm going to take today uh, is the – I like the teaser on that. Miami – Oklahoma State would have to beat Miami by more than a touchdown, and then Texas would just have to win. I think I think that's a very. And good
1: I t- I just misspoke. It's Texas. It's Ellinger that's missing uh, two starting linemen. So Oklahoma State's there. Uh, yeah, scratch that. It's not Oklahoma State missing two linemen. Two Texas.
0: Well, that kind of changes my opinion on the uh, Texas game. Then me, because Colorado has been kind of a pain. Let's go take take a super quick break when we come back. Major League Baseball, hot stove. Man, a lot of stuff happening. Not just in in San Diego. The Washington Nationals got themselves a bat, too. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio.
3: Let me sum it up. Twitter is stupid, and Instagram is Twitter for people who can't read. We live in a
0: world
2: now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to screwball peanut butter whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at whiskey. Com. Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Hi, this is Justin
1: Waller with the Armchair Quarterbacks for breaking news and trade rumors in sports, exclusive articles and videos, and some of the funniest stuff just to fill your day. Find the Armchair Quarterbacks on Facebook today.
3: It's important to remember the value of taking time for ourselves to do the things that help us grow and explore, like learning something new. And now with the Great Courses Plus it's never been easier to experience the joys of learning. The Great Courses Plus offers thousands of streaming videos that cover hundreds of fascinating topics, from World War II to choosing the perfect wine, You can even take a course on the U.S. government or dealing with stress and anxiety. And because the Great Courses Plus partners with world-class professors and experts, you're always receiving thoroughly vetted high-quality content from every lecture. Plus, you can watch or listen anytime, anywhere with the Great Courses Plus app. So, take a little time for you. Sign up for The Great Courses Plus today for a free month of unlimited access. Visit thegreatcoursesplus.com slash radio to get started. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash radio. You're listening to the Armchair...
2: We are the Armchair Quarterback Show. Your first choice for Sports Talk Live from the First Coast. Give
3: me a bottle of your.
0: Welcome back here to the armchair quarterbacks on a Tuesday morning. We are rolling and uh, we got two college football games today. We just talked about Texas. Uh, yeah. Texas in Colorado is actually nine o'clock tonight as they always play that game late in the Alamo bowl. I've always felt like that. They miss that by about an hour. They, they, they kicked that thing off just an hour earlier. I get it that it's in Texas, they on Central, but you're trying to get television eyes on there. I, I guess it's because they're doing a double header, but um, I don't know, Justin. I, I feel like 9 o'clock Eastern is pretty late to ask people to stay up to watch what ends up being a three-and-a-half to four-hour college football game for anyone who has to go to work the next day, right?
1: I mean, the Pac-12 doesn't watch Pac-12 football. Why do we have to adjust our schedules for it? Right. That's all I'm saying.
0: Uh, and and if you're going to get anyone to watch it, you're know, back then or in normal years, you'd be going for the people who are actually going to the game. And you're like, okay, well, we're trying to I'm trying to celebrate the city of San Antonio, but I'm sure they have some fans for considering it's in Texas, but it's, it's not going to be blown uh, out.
1: It's really interesting time. And being so late in there because you know, in Texas, I'm, I'm sure they're going to have some fans. I don't know the capacity they're going to have. It's not going to be filled. But this is an old school, uh, an old Big 12 matchup. Uh, hasn't been played since, I think, 06 is when they changed it. It's It's been a while uh, since Colorado left for the Pac-12. But uh, th- this I've is an old Big 12. Wow. I think I think 06, I feel like, is when that happened. Uh, uh, I could be wrong there. Um, I'll, I'll look it up in just a second. But uh, it, it's been it's been a a minute but yeah this is an old big 12 matchup uh way back when so uh, interesting to uh watch the game just for the the that aspect of it the novelty of it just remind me of back in the day
0: yeah uh it's uh
1: i don't know much about colorado football i haven't been able to see a lot of pack 12 games this year so i don't i'm not quite knowing what to expect uh Probably leaning a little Texas shading them on this one, but uh, that's just because they're more of a known commodity to me.
0: I expect that about the time this game kicks off, I'm going to start winding it down and get ready for bed. That's what, that's, that's what I'm, I'm expecting. Uh, nine o'clock Eastern. Be much, I'm much more heavily invested in the, in the early kickoff game of the, the 5.30. I guess what I'm saying is you could have bumped up the, the, the Miami game a bit. You could have kicked it off at 5 and start this game at 8.00. And if the Miami game isn't over with by 8 p.m. Eastern, you've got 72 ESPNs. You just f- start the coverage over on ESPN2 or whatever. I. It just seems like you're asking a lot of the viewing audience on a Tuesday night in a game that is not a championship ilk to stay up till midnight, 1 o'clock Eastern, no matter where you, even if you're in Central Time Zone, you're still talking about staying up to close to midnight for a game that you don't have a lot of skin in, right? Like, you don't really care that much about who wins this game. So.
1: I missed it by four years. Uh, it happened in 2010. Okay. It wasn't 2006. It was uh, 2010s when the uh, split-off happened. So it's still been 10 years. been a decade.
0: Yeah, I even still, I would have guessed closer to 2012-ish, 2013. I, I didn't realize it had been a decade. It still feels new to me. I still... Have to think for a second when I think of Colorado football. I have to go. Where, oh, that's right there in the Pac-12. It's it, it feels pretty new, um, but hell, I still have a hard time getting my mind wrapped around the fact that Missouri and South Carolina are in the SEC. So you know,
1: and that was the same year that Nebraska went to the Big Ten. That still messes with me when when all that took place. Uh, I still don't understand that, but
0: whatever. Yeah, that one really. I st- that that one still doesn't feel right. Nebraska and Colorado belong in the pack in the Big Twelve. They they just do, uh, but Nebraska feels weirder than than Colorado. The Colorado
1: in the Pac twelve is a little odd, but yeah, the the whole Nebraska being in the Big 10s, the the odd feeling of the two pairings.
0: Yeah, it just feels like that, the, and the, and let's not even begin with West Virginia being in the Big Twelve. The hell is that about? I don't know. I don't. I, Big Twelve is just fancy talk for the Southwest Conference the old Southwest Conference, right? So, every other team in that in that conference is in the southwestern part of the United States, except for West Virginia, who has to take like three international flights and a long train ride to any game that they play. I've never
1: understood why the SEC just doesn't, and Missouri fans are probably about to rake me over the coals, but uh, just give the Big 12 the missouri back and uh, let's take west virginia i mean why does missouri who's west of the mississippi play in the eastern conference of the sec it doesn't even matter uh, geographically for that as well but whatever
0: charlie's uh, posing a question who, who do you think is going to have more super bowl wins by 2030 pat mahomes or lamar jackson i think it's going to be Mahomes and it's not. even. Well, close. I
1: think, man, I don't know what's going to happen, but Mahomes already got one. So he's going to be my, my front runner. I don't know. uh I don't know how long the Ravens keep it all together. I mean, the, I'm not going to say that. I think the Chiefs run off and they're going to have a Patriots run either because down the stretch of the season, we're seeing that the team's a little vulnerable. Uh Somebody will put together a roster that will challenge them. Um,
0: I just don't know if it's going to be this year. So no, I, I don't know that it'll so be this year. But the Chiefs might I, already have two out the gate before we ever get to twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one football season. So that I, that's what I'm saying. You, you give me.
1: Well, he's already got the one in the bag. I mean, it, right? He probably his, gets another one uh, at some point over that time. I don't know how many more than that they get.
0: I think I think Mahomes gets at least three because you're talking about another. Because if you count this season all the way to 2030, you're talking about 11 seasons.
1: Well, uh, his three rings will be better than Aikman's. I know
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> his his three rings might be here before the end of the Biden administration. Right? Yeah. So he, he could have three or four before he ever really hits his prime. Because it really comes down to how long does Andy Reid want to coach and then who take over, takes over from there? Is it BNME and they keep everything in place? or is BNME they got a lot wrong? of contract
1: issues coming up as well. Plus they his do, salary. I as mean, as they've got to got juggle a lot. So they as better have one got hell got, of a scouting department.
0: As long as you've got number 15 and number 10, you can even absorb losing Kelsey. You wouldn't like it, but you could absorb it. But if you have those two dynamic players and you figure out a way to get another tight end groomed before Kelsey has to... You know, kick rocks because he is older than. than I think the, the other defensive
1: kids. side of the ball is going to be what what's their undoing. Um, and then you you built yourself into a Titan situation where you got this amazing offense, but you have this horrible sieve of a defense. Um, and I, I think that unfolds before the offense. You don't does. even
0: have to be dominant defensively; you just have to be decent because you're, you you could put up thirty points anytime you want. You have to make sure that the other team doesn't score twenty eight.
4: Yeah,
1: you gotta have a twenty eight point defense.
0: And that's pretty reasonable to do. And even if you have a down year and you have a bad year, you just fire that coordinator. You're going to get the young, hot defensive coordinator that everybody, you know, is, is, is all talking about that year. And he comes in and he puts a decent defense up they They're, they're going to be really difficult. The
1: enemy leaving. Well, it, it hasn't, he hasn't done it yet, but you have to think he's going to be in contention for one of these, unless he's got some sort of deal with the chiefs to replace Reed in house. Uh, that change your thinking at all? Do you, do you put a lot of the mastermind of him, are you putting it all on Reed? Uh, oh, I, I does think Reed do fine without B enemy?
0: Yeah, I mean, Reed's Hall of Fame football coach who's been doing great things with offenses for years, I think B enemy's probably going to hang around. I, I really do. I, I feel like if he was going to leave – Last year would have been the, the year to really, and I think from what I've seen, everyone's feeling is when they interview BNME, they're interviewing someone who doesn't want the job. They're waiting, he's, he's waiting for Andy Reid to uh, step aside. Speaking of stepping aside, let's go ahead and get into baseball because uh, we've been f- teasing this all hour long, and the, the Padres, man, did they pull off a deal uh, I I texted you about it yesterday. We were going to talk about the possibility of it happening. And before I could even where the ink was even dry on the text message, the damn thing happened. You Darvish who has been pitching lights out ever since we used to make fun of him 18 months ago and pitching lights out. You Darvish goes to the Padres with Blake Snell, which we didn't really t- even talk about yesterday to, to, set up one hell of a pitching rotation.
1: They have got a deep five. I mean, I don't know where you attack this. Clevenger? Lamette?
0: Well, Cle- Clevenger is out until... Snail. 20- Clevenger is out until 2022. He had
1: a... Correct. He, he will come back, and I mean, they will have this starting five, but you, okay, we'll bump him. Uh, you, you're going to go Lamette or Snail. Um, Lamette had better 2020 numbers than oh, Snail, Lamette. but what was 2020? I go Lamette. Um, Lamette... Uh, then Snell, then um, probably after last year, I'd go I Darvish, then Paddock.
0: U Darvish might be their ace. Snell, Snell, Snell's probably their number three, to be honest with you. And you have to understand something, too. The front office that pulled the trigger for Yu Darvish, this is why this thing was trending yesterday. Evidently, the guy that pulled the trigger for the uh, Padres in the front office, he helped develop Yu Darvish in the Texas Rangers farm system. So you know he thinks a lot of this cat. So
1: the only thing sickening is uh, if you if you're listening to the rumors, which this time of year we all do in baseball, is uh, that they've poked the bear and what if the Dodgers? They're actually rumors going around that they have interest in Bauer and Lemay So what if they won up a uh, Snell and a Darvish and then just crumble that all down with. A Bower and a LeMahieu. So um, that, that's the only thing that makes me cringe is that they've poked the bear of the Dodgers, and now the Dodgers are going to go out and just make us all cry, and we'll have to witness. And of the course, super team.
0: no one's even talking about the fact Chris Paddock is still there. Yeah, which he he might have the best stuff of anyone in the in on the. Field.
1: And as we saw in the postseason, um, and forgive me for not having their names right in front of me, but there's a lot of young depth in that Padres bullpen that uh, can come in and be serviceable. We saw them come in and eat innings, and their development moving forward, especially with the addition of Darvish and Snell, uh, can only improve what uh, they're going to do as well. So, man, that's that's going to be a lethal uh, pin out there. All the way around, front and back. It's a... Uh... And then you just add the fun of Machado and Tatis. Uh, I mean, I'm just pissed that they're on the West Coast and I don't get to see as many other games.
0: Yeah, they that offense combined with that starting rotation, All they've got some question marks in their bullpen, and that's where they'll have to – but they can shore that up here in, in the next month or so. They don't even have to be anything, you know, outstanding at this point because – that kind of like we just talked about with the chiefs, <laughs> you just have to keep the score. You got to keep the other team to about four or five runs because that Padres offense is electric. And so it's going, I th- the biggest question I have to you is this going into this offseason, The, uh, the assumption was Atlanta and the Dodgers were the two biggest threats to win the national league this year i believe after these two moves of course we offseason is not over you never know what atlanta is going to do but i believe this puts the padres in second behind the dodgers now and moves the braves at least down to third and it really depends on what all the other teams do in their own division if i'm willing to keep them at third
1: I would agree, and I mean, you, you made mention before the break, uh, you know, the Nationals adding adding Josh Bell. I mean, it, what what more are they going to stack in the East to uh, further put the Braves back? Uh, that, that's the big question, uh, and, and unfortunately, awesome. we're Atlanta fans, so we know uh, we've seen one big move this off season. That's uh, 100% more than what we normally see, so I don't know how much more you're going to see. I mean, now, I'm not knocking. I, I love the Charlie Morton addition. And, and I can't wait to see it, especially with a healthy Soroka. And, I mean, I think there's some good things. But Braves are going to need to add more.
0: They're going to get one bat. That's for sure. But whether or not it's the bat we all want, which is Ozuna, is the big question mark. Because... It's sounding more and more like we're not going to get a designated here in the National League for twenty twenty one. They're punting that for twenty two because of the CBA. They want the leverage, et cetera, et cetera. Does Atlanta say that's okay? We want to keep our man Azuna. We like the way he worked in our dugout. We like the way he he did with Freddie Freeman, et cetera, et cetera. We're trying to re-sign Freeman. We want to have the insurance to him that he's going to have some protection of his own. Or do they go the youth route and try to do that one more time, Put sign sign one more deal to where, remember, everyone wanted D- Josh Donaldson last year. And the Braves didn't end up signing him. They went with Ozuna, which turned out much better because Donaldson went and did Donaldson-type things, which is stayed, stayed injured all damn season. So do they do that one more time? And I don't have the list in front of me. We'll probably have to get into that. Uh, later on in the week, but um, the options for the Braves are limited. There's not a, another Azuna out there, in my opinion, this year. Do you think they're going to make the financial commitment to Azuna of four years plus at around, I'd say, I'd say they have to pay him cl- close to 25 a year. Nope. I don't think they are either. I, I
4: hate to say you, that.
1: You can. He's a defensive liability. You can't spend that kind of money as a National League team with no commitments or guarantees that you're going to have a DH. I mean, you can't spend that on a hope and a whim. I mean, you'd be more, worse served to just keep the roster where you're at defensively and go at another on. I, I just I don't, I don't get the uh, – I mean, you you honestly need to roster, and this is a horrible comparison, but you, Braves fans will get it. You need an Ender Inciarte and a Marcelo Zuna on your roster if you're going to carry one-way players, because Inciarte can't hit at the plate, and Ozuna can't field in the outfield. So there's I,
0: one there's one guy that you might be able to catch lightning in a bottle one last time. No, he, he no, he signed a long deal for the Reds. I
1: know. I'm still mad that wasn't our pickup. I'm I'm there's, still there's an no
0: Ozuna type player out there, Justin. Are You ready for the name? This is my Hit walk me. off to you, Yowenis Cespedes.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna throw a plug of my walk off to an ad I heard earlier in the show, and uh, go in here and get my screwball peanut butter whiskey and take me a chug after that because uh, <laughs> that stuff's phenomenal. And uh, thank you.
0: 35-year-old Ioannis Cespedes, <laughs> which we laugh now, but that guy could probably just launch him in Atlanta. So, All right, brother. Well, we will see you uh, tomorrow. And, man, we got a big day of football tomorrow. The Gators and Sooners play tomorrow. So, uh, speaking of that, Tony Aguilini is on the way, and we will be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. See you, sir. See you, guys. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks as Tony Aguilini joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio! You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number
3: one sports station.
0: Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Well, well, well. The Washington football team has released quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Hours after Ron Rivera said either Alex Smith or Taylor Heneke would start the regular season finale for the NFC East at stake. Rivera said, quote, I'm very optimistic that Smith will be ready to play against the Eagles. Dwayne Haskins was 1-5 this season as a starter and turned the ball over three times in a 20 to 13 debacle defeat to the Carolina Panthers on Sunday that saw him benched for Henneke. Ron Rivera said in the press conference that he saw more out of Henneke who hadn't played in the National Football League since 2018 than he did in Haskins. That's why he replaced him in the fourth quarter. Haskins was 14 of 28 with two interceptions and a fumble. While Henicky led a touchdown drive late against the Panthers. Washington takes on the Eagles this Sunday night. It's the flex game on NBC. In college football, we have the bowl slate beginning back today as at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, the Cheez-It Bowl has Miami versus Oklahoma State. The Hurricanes are ranked number 18 in the country. The Cowboys are 21st. Later on this evening, Texas versus Colorado. The Longhorns are ranked 20th in the country. Tomorrow, we have two games. At noon, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, Wake Forest versus Wisconsin. That game can be seen on ESPN And at 8 o'clock Wednesday night. It's the Florida Gators ranked 7th in the country against the number 6 Oklahoma Sooners. That game is also on ESPN at 8 p.m. Eastern. New Year's Eve, there's four games. New Year's Eve, you got four bowls. At noon, it's the Armed Forces Bowl. Two o'clock, Arizona Bowl. The Auto Zone Liberty Bowl at four. And at eight o'clock, the Texas Bowl on ESPN. That will pit TCU versus Arkansas. New Year's Day has the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl kicking it all off with Cincinnati versus Georgia. The Citrus brings in Northwestern versus Auburn. And then you've got the college football semifinals. Bama versus Notre Dame at 4 o'clock. Clemson versus Ohio State at 8 o'clock. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today.
3: At Shell, we
2: know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the fuel rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. See
0: now, to me, that button's in the worst possible spot. The second button literally makes or breaks the shirt. Look at it. It's too high. It's a no-man's land. You look like you live with your mother. Welcome back here to the Orange County Quarterback. And Tony Aguilini is with us today on a Tuesday... Janice is still wailing from from beyond the grave. Uh, Tony, how the hell are you, sir?
4: Doing well. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Uh, I'm glad to see college football is back, and college basketball comes back tonight too. Uh, Florida State has got a game against uh, Clemson. I believe that game is at 7 p.m. Are the Gators playing tonight, or i uh, Gators play?
4: Yeah, Gators play at Vanderbilt tomorrow night tomorrow. at nine. And then football is at eight, so we'll wow, okay. we'll have both. I don't, you know, <clears throat> basketball got together. I think I think it was Saturday or Sunday for the first time in a in like ten days or so, like actually practicing. So I'm honestly, like for the first week or so, I'm not expecting a whole lot against Vanderbilt. He's he's not any good, um, and then LSU I think is at home but it's 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 this basketball season is so different there's only 2200 people allowed at exact tech for a home game. so minus maybe kentucky and um, you know maybe one other game i don't i don't think we're going to really try too hard to catch any of the, the basketball games live i think we'll we'll catch them all on tv but uh, they they didn't practice you know, for quite a while, and Coach White was saying how you know conditioning will probably be an issue for the first week or so of conference play. So we'll see how that goes.
0: I'm, I missed this last night because I was watching the NFL. Um, two pretty big names in college basketball fell last night. Wisconsin, number six in the country, lost to Maryland.
4: Yeah, that was a good game.
0: And Minnesota upset Michigan State. They didn't just beat them been about twenty-five points. Yeah. Now I know how Tom Izzo is. His team will look like crap in in December, and by the time we hit March, they're everyone's favorite to at least get to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, but man, that's that's a butt thumping right there.
4: 25 Yeah. And then points. Can, you know Kentucky's like one in six, and and they're kind of the same way. Calipari kind of said the other day he thinks he overscheduled, which. You know he's he's kind of like Matt with Tennessee, how they're always how they're always young. You know Calipari likes to bring in all these, you know, seven freshmen a year, and then tell us how young they are and and all that, and then you know they play a tough schedule, which you know they're Kentucky, they should. Um, but yeah, they're they're one and six now. They'll get to conference play, and they'll probably be okay because um, uh, I think the SEC, I think, is pretty good. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn will all be really good. We'll see what kind of happens with the rest of the conference.
0: Interesting enough too that uh, my, Miami's playing their college bowl game tonight at five thirty, but at six o'clock uh, they play basketball against Virginia Tech. That'll be on ACC Network. By the way, that Florida State game I was talking about with Clemson, it's on ACC Extra. So basically, if you have ESPN Plus, just catch it there. It, it'll it might be somewhere locally too. I, I'm not sure about that. Um, I'll probably get be I'll probably get screwed yeah. out of that, and they'll end up. Uh, Saying it's blacked out in your area, and I have to go pull the VPN thing and pull nine different tricks to be able to watch the game. But uh, su- such is the life with YouTube TV. Um, good Lord! Baylor's Baylor's playing Central Arkansas today at four o'clock. Central Arkansas is one in six, and Baylor's number two in the country.
4: That's Scotty be- Scotty Pippen playing for Central Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a bloodbath. Uh, I just, what what I don't understand is this in the college basketball schedule. Why are they having to cram so many games in when normally the 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 conference schedule doesn't start till like the first week of of, of January?
4: Yeah, I, I I think they're just they're trying to be as as lenient as or as flexible as possible. I guess I know. Um, you know, some of these out-of-conference games, they're, you know, basically arranging them like four days in advance. I mean, a few weeks ago, teams were going, and I forget the name of that, the casino or the hotel, the one, um, what is it, the something Sun or wherever, wherever teams were playing a few weeks ago, just kind of like on a whim, like ESPN had all their equipment set up there, and um, you know, three weeks in, three days in advance, you could call somebody else and meet them there and, oh, Mohegan Sun, you know, you can go play them there, but I mean, honestly, the out-of-conference schedule, um, so many of these games are getting postponed or moved around that, say, for example, like if Maryland was going to play Townsend State, which is right around the corner, they canceled. They'd go play, you know, University of Maryland, some other campus or something like that just to squeeze a game in. Now, the, the Big Ten, I think, is cramming as many games as possible early just in case something happens here, I guess, like in the next like month or two. And I think the SEC is pretty much sticking to their – Two games a week, Um, you know, one week, one week, one midweek game and one Saturday game. I think they're doing that throughout most of the year. I I think that's what the ACC is doing too. Uh, But even like, I don't don't follow women's basketball that much at all. But I know um, Florida was supposed to play somebody else this week, and now they're playing South Carolina on like three days' notice. Um, So there's there's some flexibility there.
0: Duke's women's team has already opted out of the season. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Krzyzewski to pull the same number because, remember, he was whining (laughs) and crying like about a week ago or whatever, and I noticed they were supposed to play at Pittsburgh tonight, and that game's been uh, postponed. I I, I don't know the the details on that, if that was Duke's doing or Pittsburgh's doing, but um, I'm just waiting for that to happen. They'll make a big deal about it all over ESPN. Should we shut down sports because Duke's not playing basketball? Um, (laughs) Yeah.
4: I mean, I say. Imagine the. Can you imagine the the brick that ESPN would poop if they didn't have, they didn't have Duke to show twice a week.
0: Yeah, and they don't have. I mean, Duke has not been on because they've had so many games that have been canceled or right. postponed. The ACC this year, I noticed they are playing twenty games in conference. I don't know. I for some reason in my head it's always been eighteen. No, I. Yeah, I'm, I think you're right. So I don't know why the other two were added. Cause it looks like Florida States, I, I'm I'm just doing a blind look at. It, it looks like they're gonna play thirty something games. So I, I don't know why these games had to get crammed. I feel like we're playing more games this year without a pandemic, without fans in the stands than, than what we have played last year. I don't know if they're trying to make up for lost time, but you're not making any money off of these. I I wouldn't think.
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I know. I mean, from the Florida perspective, I think we'll be lucky to play like say 24. Or so um, so. There'll, there'll be a there'll be some big differences in, in win totals and, and stuff like that. Duke hasn't played since
0: they beat Notre Dame, but I don't have the date on that. I thought I thought the date would pop up here on the
4: box score, but yeah, it feels so, like that's been like ten days or so.
0: Yeah, they had the Gardner webb game was canceled. Pittsburgh's been postponed. They're supposed to play Florida State uh, on the second at eight o'clock, which I guess that is what that's Sunday night is. That Sunday night or is that Monday night? uh,
4: uh saturday
0: night is that saturday night
4: yeah i think the first is friday
0: okay so they're supposed to okay so that's probably their espn game but they'll probably cancel that because just knowing duke um well just knowing florida state there's there's zero chance that game gets
4: played <laughs> i was like, state plays do really usually really well even even know, back in the uh, i'm just looking the early at,
0: hill days i'm just looking at the way these two uh the you, you know the florida State right. football program this this year and the duke basketball program there's zero chance that game gets played they're yeah. they're already coming up with reasons not to play that game
4: i remember when i was an even shoot, it was probably 92 93 i think when I, was it was a it was either fsu's first year in the acc or their second year in the acc playing basketball they were playing duke at home and some like the ninth guy off the bench came off the bench for florida state and uh took an inbounds pass and buried a three right at the end. And I always blank on his name, but that was kind of FSU's. They had two welcome to the ACC moments. One was when they beat Carolina by like 20 at Carolina their first year. And then I think the next year is when they beat Duke on the last second three at home, which was um, pretty pretty crazy. Um, Like I said, the kid that did it never hardly played. I think that was like his second three of the year or something like that. He got to to bury it against
0: Duke. Yeah, that team had – the famed trio of quarterbacks right. that, are, that were also, uh, you know, uh, basketball players. Uh, what's his name? Uh, God, his name's escaping me. Brad Johnson, mm.
4: uh,
0: Charlie Ward, and then of course they had Bob Sura and Sam Cassell on that team. That team was just loaded yeah. with with uh, outside shooters. They had just left the Metro Conference, and that mm-hmm. year I remember distinctly. Charlie Ward burying a three to win the Metro conference tournament against Louisville. And it was such a big deal mm-hmm. to beat Louisville. Yeah. And then they went over and to the ACC and I can't remember off the top of my head, if they were still in the Metro or if they just joined the ACC, but they made it to the Elite eight against uh, Kentucky. We were all excited. Then Kentucky beat us by like six or seven so, touchdowns. It was, it was it down it in Orlando.
4: I think it was down in Orlando. I think was was uh, the, so oh, I was League so excited that day. I
0: was, I was a young kid, man. I, I actually built my yeah. – whatever day of the week was – I built my day around. It It was probably a Saturday or whatever. I was like, I cannot wait for this game, and it was just terrible. By the time my roommate got home, which literally wasn't even halftime, like the game was over, and we were standing outside just, yeah. you know, you know, hitting on chicks or whatever. We were like, this is, this is trash. This is absolutely <laughs> trash. Uh, <laughs> and then the, they didn't do anything for a long, long time. Uh <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the old Pat Kennedy days, man. Getting anything past Pat Kennedy, especially a cheeseburger. Um the uh, the college football today, though, we start off with uh Miami versus Oklahoma State. I I'm a little surprised that Miami's an underdog in this game. They're a one point underdog. And I'm also very surprised. We, we just talked about in the last hour that Derek King is coming back for his seventh senior season or whatever it is. I think this essentially eliminates him in his NFL career to be any kind of taken seriously. He's going to be 25 before he would take an NFL snap. And I, it's like I told Justin the first hour. I was like, it's very Chris Winky-ish, right?
4: Yeah, because yeah, he, he did, what, four full years at, at Houston, and then this will be... Um, to it at, at Miami, yeah. I, I
0: just he think he also he's... redshirted at Houston. This, this yeah. will be his seventh actual season. This is his sixth football season, but he redshirted Houston as well.
4: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's big news for Miami because you know they can they can have yet another transition year with him, and they're I, I forget the kid's name, but they've got a four star quarterback coming, um, and he can actually you know kind of either split time or, or redshirt or maybe get some garbage time next year. And not have to be thrown into the fray. So I think right. it's it's bigger it's bigger news for Miami than it is for King. It's
0: terrible news um, for King. I mean, for him. Yeah, to, I think so. Uh, this is the comparison that I made was I was comparing him to Trask and Jones, Mac Jones, who are both going to be twenty three before they take their first NFL snap. They're twenty three, and Mac Jones is six foot three. Trask is six foot five. Right. King is going to be. 25 and he's six foot nothing because he's five foot eleven or five foot ten whatever it was that I read off the time right And yeah, he's, uh, he's 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 yeah. like a poor man's Russell Wilson but I don't see him turning into Russell Wilson in, in, into the pros because he's pretty yeah, he's got like that
4: he's got like that Troy Smith kind of body where he's he's just you know he's got a good arm and and he can run that RPO and and, and do what Miami wants him to do but like at the next level he's not a guy that's really um, going to be a factor that might be the draft grade that he got too. That he's, you know, he's going to be a undrafted free agent and and you know try and go from there. So if you're going to do that, I guess you know you stay in college and, and finish up your whatever you're doing school wise. I mean, I'm going
0: to start calling him old you know, school. because at the, At this point, he's Will Ferrell, right? He's hanging out. Yeah. He's hanging out at the frats when he's like 60. Like you know, he just doesn't want to graduate. Yeah.
4: Um, I just. So it's good for good for Miami. I mean, they'll they'll be the. You know, there'll be the state school that's got a got a quarterback carrying over from uh, from last year. I, I don't know how much help he's going to have left over. You know, I, I know one thing that Diaz has done in the last couple of years. He has um, recruited relatively well. You're not going to get everybody from down there like they try to or, or they say they do because Alabama and Clemson are still going to pluck the best, and you got to compete with, compete with Florida and Florida State. But um, you know, if they can stick to the Miami thing, play defense, and they're finally running a, an offense that looks like you know a twenty. 2021 offense where they're actually spreading the field instead of, you know, trying to run you over, which is what they've been trying to do for the last 10 years. I think, Um, you know, with him coming back, he comes off as a good leader and, um, you know, kind of like you said, the old man at the club that sometimes college players need, Um, you know, it's, it's, it'll be a big deal for Miami. And and of course, unfortunately we'll have to hear about it for the next eight months, but uh, we'll, we'll see what they do on the field next year. And I think they open with Alabama.
0: Well, well, that'll end that conversation uh <laughs> the, <laughs> the, yeah they'll well we'll hear all all off season how how Alabama's in trouble cause they don't have Mac Jones and they've got Derek King, and then Alabama's front seven will just mash King into dust, and he'll wish he he will have left the uh <laughs> left for bigger and better things. I can already see it already, the movie poster they're going to make for the Florida State-Miami matchup between Derek King and Milton. It's going to be like grumpy old Men seven or whatever, because you're just going to got Milton. He, I mean, Milton's got to be close to 25 years old, too. I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he's been a, out of uh, football for two years. He's coming back. You've got King coming back. Uh, Florida is, I mean, is there... Are they going to go El- Emory Jones about it or?
4: Yeah, it'll be. You know, I I can't imagine Trask is coming back. Um, no, 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 it'll exactly. be between. Yeah, it'll be between Anthony Richardson, who's a, a Gainesville kid, who's um, he's 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 built to fit the part, and then Emory Jones. Whoever wins out of those two. But my I think money's we'll on
0: Richardson because Emory Jones is not going to make it. He's not. He's a change of pace kid.
4: Yeah, I think we'll we'll see both to begin with. Our our non conference schedule isn't anything next year. We we start off with like US. Well, I know we play USF. I don't know if it's week one or week two. And other than that, we're back to directional schools until uh, 2022. But um, yeah, i I'm, we'll, we'll see between those two. Uh, the the I don't know. It's it's weird. If if Trask comes back, then you know Mullen's still you know trying to throw for 600 yards. Which, like I said, I don't. I can't imagine him coming back. If it's Richardson and, and Jones, you're going to see a more run-oriented run, run oriented offense at least to start the season until they figure out you know who's who and, and that kind of thing. But like I said, ah, the non-conference schedule next year is very nice for Florida.
0: Guess what they moved up to be the opening kickoff game for Florida State in
4: 2021? Notre Dame, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's not, that not what it was
0: two weeks ago. I looked at this two weeks ago. It was not that. They just bumped that up. Son of a... <laughs>
4: Yeah, Miami's got Alabama Alabama and Atlanta, um, a, a Pesky App State team, and uh actually they can play Michigan State too. I think that gave is in coral Gables. I not do sure. not
0: understand why they cannot play Jacksonville State first and then Notre Dame. No, we have to Atlanta. go right in. I guess the only good thing is that Ian Book will be gone, but uh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. Oh man. Okay. Um, who do you got winning tonight? Miami, Oklahoma state.
4: I think I like Miami in this one. Um, I think that, uh, that Miami speed will kind of get Oklahoma state. They got to make, if they can make Oklahoma state one dimensional, I think they got a shot.
0: I don't know how Oklahoma state is favored in this game when Chuba Hubbard's not going to play. Yeah. And he's, he's their best offensive weapon by far. Yeah. So yeah, I've got Miami winning it as well.
4: These bowl games, you know, if you can if you can come out with a lead, get up like two possessions early, fourteen nothing, something like that, and um, look to bury the other team. I, I think this is one of those years where you know if if you get behind by a few touchdowns, it's maybe easy to throw in the talent. Some of these games, these guys, I think Florida flew over to to Dallas yesterday. They're only in, they're only in town for a day or two, and then they play, and then they're back home. This is a usual bowl trip where you spend a week doing a whole bunch of stuff and by the end of the week you end up hating the other team that you're playing because you hung out with them so much um so that factor is not really in this so I, I think uh some of these bowl games you get up a couple possessions it's 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 time for the other team to mail it in a little bit
0: i know fans will be excited just because we'd be like back in the stadiums and all that but florida state's uh, home schedule next year is trash uh, I was just looking at, you know, I, I, we'll move on from it, but I just looked at it. The Notre Dame game and the Miami game are it. After that, you've got nothing but garbage. Um, they got to go to Florida and Clemson next year and North Carolina. I was hoping that North Carolina game was just a blurb. If we'd get away from that, they're only going to get better and they're going to remember who beat them. So that's and hal's a, How's
4: a How has to come back right he's only played two years oh
0: yeah 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 he's he's a true sophomore yeah i think i think he'll probably be the heisman favorite wouldn't you think
4: um he'll be up there for sure i think part of it he, you know playing from north carolina and being a quarterback is not necessarily a, a, a big combination but he'll put up i mean you know he's going to put up big numbers next year he, i mean he's he'll easily be in everybody's top five list.
0: I think he'll put up a lot of big numbers and we'll see if it continues to be an award that they give out to the best team. What did that started about 20 years ago where they give it to the best player on the best team and they don't yeah, give it to necessarily. He almost
4: has trash written all over him where he could have a huge year and they can go 10 and two. And he's, he's just kind of, he's just kind of there now. Like, um, you know, Spencer Rowler for OU, I think he's going to be on a lot of people's lists uh, next year. Cause you know, he'll put up a bunch of numbers too with the uh, OU's thing and, they'll probably go, you know, 11 and 1 in the regular season without even looking at their their schedule and just kind of depends on who else is coming back with with this year not counting some of that stuff could get a little interesting too.
0: And then uh, of course Clemson's quarterback uh, he, he he I mean he actually looked pretty good in the one game that we saw him or the I guess it was two games that we saw him the yeah. second half of the Boston College game and then the 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 Notre Dame loss but he put up what like, 400 yards passing. I guess it'll Mm -hmm. be. But if I was to handicap it right now, I would say uh, Sam Howell's going to have the inside track to. I haven't looked at their schedule, but if they're even in the conversation of the ACC title race over in that division, which is normally terrible, uh, Mm -hmm. they've got a real chance uh let you know what let's go ahead and take a really quick break when we come back we're going to talk about the gators they are playing oklahoma and spencer radler and that game is tomorrow night and then we're also going to talk about how jacksonville will screw up the number one pick all of that ahead and more here on the armchair quarterbacks keep it locked in here on cbs sports radio
3: let me sum it up Twitter is stupid, and Instagram is Twitter for people who can't read.
2: We live in a world now. threw my sandwich away. (laughs) My
0: sandwich.
3: My sandwich after these
0: messages
3: we'll be right back
0: top gun supply is the friendly gun shop they are a glock blue label dealer for military and first responders to so stop on by at top gun supply at 525 state road 16 10 a.m to 6 p.m monday through saturday the friendly gun shop proud sponsor of the armchair quarterbacks
3: little south side of chicago
4: You're listening to The Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find The Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today.
2: We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the school ball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infidium Spirits, please enjoy responsibly.
1: you are talking about a bunch of unproven kids who were in the prom. You know, literally they were in the prom like 6 months ago at their high school. No, they that weren't because
0: no they weren't because they were Exactly. Okay, they were at <laughs> a, a promless ten, teenagers. If he's from a big my, 10 state. They were in a, they <laughs> if were he's in from a, a big 10 prom. state he didn't have prom, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> They were at a virtual prom, Anyways, So, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> tough for Wisconsin. That's called man, porn. Now.
2: That's called porn. <laughs> Stop it! They get a um, they get a break this week because I, I got a mess to clean is... up, guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, virtual. Prom. There's my walk
1: off for the day. Thanks, Mac. I gotta yeah, drive my, my keyboard walk-off. out
3: now. Armchair.
2: That cool, refreshing feeling of Wrigley's Spearmint Gum Puts a sparkle in your eye, a spring in your step And makes things lots of fun It's that little
3: lift of Wrigley's Spearmint Gum It's that little lift, come on and get you some
2: That clean, fresh taste Wrigley's Spearmint's got i left
3: that... Every day is
0: Welcome party. back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks, I get a little CBS little Sports day. Radio, uh, the Florida Gators, Gators play tomorrow night, 8 o'clock in closer. Jerry's World. I'm a little surprised that you're not going to this game. I know you enjoy going out there. Uh, yeah. I feel like Look, I feel like that's become your home away from home. Um, dude,
4: I, I've been to Dallas more times than the last, like, five years. I think I've been three or four times, either for the Gators or uh, went to a wedding a couple. I, when Florida played Miami that night, I was in Orlando. I was the uh, best man in a wedding that night. So, out in Dallas. Um, yeah, it, it feels like uh, we've been out there a, a bunch. i we looked at it and, and kind of, to, to use the player's reference, we uh, opted out and we'll, we'll watch at the house.
0: I'm a little surprised that... Okay, so what is the deal? I saw that f- four Gator receivers are not playing. I know Pitts is going to the NFL and that's why he's opting out. Right. Are the other three, What are they COVID related? What the hell is going on?
4: So, Copeland is COVID related um, Grimes, Grimes and Tony feel like either they've done enough or they don't want to. They don't want to risk getting hurt um, in a couple of nights. I was, I wasn't that surprised to see Grimes not playing. I was a little surprised to see Tony not playing because without Grimes, I've, I felt like this was a game where um, Tony could really, um, you know, with, get like ten or twelve touches. Uh, either out of the backfield or or on the perimeter as a receiver, and uh, you know really make a difference in the game and elevate him even more. I mean, he's he's super quick. He's got great moves, but you know, can you pull a lot of that stuff off at the NFL level without coughing up the football or um, you know getting getting crushed out there? So I, I thought he had more to prove. Grimes is what he is. I mean, he's he's six four, six five. He he can he's he's got big he can jump pretty high. I was going to say he has big ups, but I wouldn't sound like the most, you know, hip. Yeah. Sound like that's some kind of dad saying somewhere, I guess. But, uh, um, I I think Grimes has potential to be to be a pretty good NFL wideout. but he's still not going to be a guy who's like a, you know, first or second or probably even third round pick. So, I mean, if I was those two guys, I'd probably go ahead and play. Like I said, Copeland has COVID and then Quincy Wilson's a quarter cornerback. He opted out. Um, he's the shoe thrower of course. And I think most of the fan base is kind of was done with him before he even threw the, the shoe. So um, for Wilson, I, I think he's kind of been a liability this year in big moments. So that, that to me is not as big of a deal, uh, but I would definitely like to have Tony and uh, Grimes plan uh smart night.
0: I'm a little surprised because, so these guys are expected to go to the NFL draft, right? They're not coming back. Right. I'm a little, I, I would think they would want the showcase.
4: I think so too because Um, that's
0: how you're going to separate yourself, right? Like that—that's how you're going to separate yourself, and you're going to be in an NFL stadium, right? Mm -hmm. So you know what? Look, if nothing else, the Dallas Cowboy scouts are going to be there, right?
4: So (laughs) you're the only—I mean, I'm I'm guessing it's the only game on tomorrow night at eight o'clock. That's that's football. I mean, and it's there's only two
0: football games. The one at four o'clock, I guess, got postponed or whatever or canceled. Uh, But the Wisconsin that's it Wake force game is at noon and then there is no game in the afternoon in yeah. Florida and any any of these like cotton bowls and orange bowls and stuff they get their own slot right yeah I'm, I mean there might be basketball on but as far as football it's it's the only game in town I'm just surprised that they would and it should be a high scoring game Oklahoma's defense is terrible so right I just I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised by it I'm also surprised yeah. that losing those guys has only moved moved the point spread two points Oklahoma is not a three-point favorite whereas florida is losing what i mean you would think i mean not having Pitts alone to me would would move the needle. needle well, out, of,
4: out of those you know you take Pitts, copeland tony, and tony and and uh and grimes that's your you know your your top four receivers slash playmakers and and that's like two-thirds of your offense this year and um, you know, all the running backs caught a bunch of passes against against Georgia, and, and Mullen's done a good job of using Naquan Wright and Pierce out of the backfield on wheel routes. we we'll, I'm sure we'll see plenty of that on on uh, on Wednesday night. But um, you know, where does that where do those receptions go? You've got um, Shorter, who's the Penn State transfer, number eighty nine. He's, he's 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 made one really really good catch and a bunch of other kind of screen passes. So it's game kind of for him to step up and prove himself. And Xavier Henderson, is CJ Henderson's little brother, he's got a Um, He's got a bright future. So it's, you know, I I, want to, as a fan, I want him to go out and win the game and our chances for that go down the two, not down the twos, but they go down dramatically when you don't have your top four playmakers. Right. Uh, You still have Trask and, and, you know, luckily for that because Trask doesn't necessarily have anybody around him that he's had for the last three months. So um you know we'll see how it goes luckily for us I guess OU's best cornerback is opting out and he's not going to play so maybe that'll help a little bit but I'm with you I think this game will be up and down the field um you know these two teams only had like a week or maybe 10 days of prep to prep for each other and we honestly don't play each other all that often Uh, the only time they played before was the 2008 national title game which I'm sure they'll show highlights of that uh, a bunch uh, tomorrow night but um should be a fun matchup of quarterbacks uh, since Rattler and, and Trask are both going to play, and I think you'll see a decent amount of Henry Jones probably tomorrow night too. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but we'll, we'll see.
0: In in a uh, positive news, uh, Keontae Johnson is back with the team. I guess he's going to try to help a uh, grad assistant coach or something like that for the.
4: Yeah, I think they're. He's not. I can't imagine he's going to play this year. Um, obviously, uh, but yeah, he's. I guess they were he was doing some film work for him and, uh, he got to play referee at, at a inter squad scrimmage that they had the other day and, uh, do that kind of stuff. So really just be around the program and he'll still be with the guys for home games. He's not going to travel with the team and, uh, you know, just try and try and get better, uh, every day while they kind of figure out what, if there's long-term effects or what caused it to begin with, or, you know, anything like that. There was, um, you know, somebody from the Gainesville sun, uh, talked to a source or something who said it could possibly be COVID related. And then they kind of ran with that story, which I don't necessarily think they, they should have. And then the UF kind of said a couple weeks ago, unless you hear it from us or the Johnson family, then, you know, take it with a grain of salt. They didn't use those words, but in so many words, and then this article came out and everybody jumped on it. Well, that's what UF said not to do. So, um, you know, it might, might still be a few weeks, might be a couple months till, till they, you know, eliminate the, the good news from, I had a doctor tell me, and he's a family friend. Um, the longer they go without knowing, the better, because they've eliminated their, the first thing they try and do is eliminate the most catastrophic things that it could have possibly been. And if it's not those things, then that's better news than if they found out the next day that he had a you know full on you know heart you know heart attack or something like that and came back from it. So the longer it goes where they don't know, it's actually a better, probably a better thing for him. It means it's something that just might've just been something freak or something that was a one-time deal versus um, they found the problem right away. And it's something that, you know, is, is something awful. So
0: I still think his playing career is over regardless because yeah, I think so. You would have to be insane to let him get out there. If you're the college because of a lawsuit and then the same situation, NBA, who's going to sign him to the, the amount of money that you have to sign a player and say man i hope that ticker of yours holds up yeah that's that's a tough thing to do uh i think he's doing the smart thing and getting there look get your hands dirty and figure out if you want to coach like if, if that's something you actually want to do the door's going to be open you're always going to get that sympathy from from at least the florida coaching staff for the foreseeable future And you've at least got the, you know, your foot in the door there. So I think it's a good thing for him. And uh, it it also keeps him from being depressed and whatnot, sitting around going, you know, damn, my life is over kind of junk.
4: So, um, yeah, that's, and and that's a, that's a, the depression part's a big thing. Like you, you talk to these guys that um, even say Frank's last year, like guys that got hurt, you know, early in the season. And there's two kinds of, of hurt, either you're hurt and you're just, you know, you're away and while you rehab and you don't have a whole lot of team interaction or there's the hurt where the guy still wants to really like be around the team. It doesn't make him sick that, you know, they're playing and he's not. Um, So if you can, if you can keep these guys close to the program and interacting with their friends and and being more than just a roommate to to some of the other guys, it's, I think the long-term effects of it are are very positive. And you read some of the stuff about you know, a guy in college gets hurt or I think it's like even Marcus Dupree, like you've seen that 30 for 30 where, um, you know, he had the catastrophic injury and went into, you know, severe depression and all that because he, he, all he had in his life really was the game and all the stuff that goes around it. And and once that's taken away, you go back to living a normal life. You know, the cheers aren't there all the time. And you know, the affirmation, all that kind of stuff. So it's, you, you you hit on an important thing that sometimes a lot of people forget about.
0: Well, I, I think, it's been a thing that I've been trying to, to, to bring home to people when they keep talking about, let's be safe, let's keep the country locked down. And I'm like, dude, what you're really doing is driving up the suicide rate, right? right. You're, you're, you're so focused on if someone gets the sniffles that we close down Walmart, but you're you're not taking a look at the big picture. That thing that happened in Nashville the other day, we may never know why, why the guy did what he did. Right. But the pandemic may not have helped. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, people yeah. quit, quit circulating this stupid. Have you seen this, this tinfoil hat theory that everyone's got about why he blew up the place? It's like this. It's like the size of your freaking torso about how Nashville, AT&T building voting, uh, had something to do with the voting and all this junk. And I'm like, dude, something and like T- Chris rock famously once said, whatever happened to just playing crazy right you know? exactly so i mean i mean people want all these different answers and i get it you come up with these questions cuz you don't want to think about there just being evil in the world and people being nuts so you so right. you've got to come up with a reason for a million things i mean if we didn't have that we wouldn't have 3500 religions right exactly <laughs> you know? What's that sun in the sky everyone started to come up with a reason uh right. so um but I'm like God. Quit circulating that junk. You're gonna look like a dumbass <laughs> versus, <laughs> before it's all said and done. Um, the Florida Oklahoma game. Your score.
4: Uh, you know it's funny. I was I was just looking for it. I think I had like 40. I'll find it in a second. I think I had um, like a 42 30 42 34 something like that. Kind of kind of number. Um, I, I just I think it's. I think it's just one of those games of yeah 42 34 OU. Um, and, and that was that was uh, that was after I saw that the guys were opting out. I, I when we did that bowl uh, we did the bowl um, uh, contest on on the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, they I initially had the Florida OU game kind of in the middle and I think I ended up putting it kind of low in, in confidence level. I, I Think I picked Florida in that one. That was before the opt-outs, but these I figured a couple were coming. I, d- I didn't know it would be the top four receivers, and then right. you know, with COVID, so I just think it's one of those games. OU scores on a couple more possessions than us. A lot like LSU Florida last year, where uh, we held serve most of the game, and then LSU got up by two possessions, and that was that was a little bit or too much. Or
0: LSU Florida this year?
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a much a much uglier version. Last year was a pretty loss. This year was it was terrible. So, um, but yeah, and I I think. You know, Spencer Rattler will have a big game. I think Kyle Trask will manage it. I think uh, Mullen's got to get creative uh, without those guys. And uh, I I guess we'll maybe try and run the ball a little bit and keep OU off the field, but we haven't. We've run the ball okay this year. We we haven't been that great at it. The the offensive line can pass block pretty well. We're we're not that great running the ball. That needs to improve for next year for sure.
0: I've got it pretty similar. I've got Oklahoma 45-35. When we did our bowl picks in the in the Capital One whatever the hell it is, um I I had Oklahoma from the start, but I never had it up very high as far as confidence. I just yeah. I felt like Oklahoma was going to win because I assumed Kyle Pitts wasn't going to play. I didn't know not all these other guys weren't going to play, right. but I feel like Kyle Pitts makes Florida dangerous. When you take Kyle Pitts off the field like they did against uh, when he opted not to play against LSU, they become very mortal at that point, and you don't have that ridiculous matchup that nobody can figure out. Who the hell do we put on Kyle Pitts? So, right. uh, But we're going to see because I'll tell you what, Kyle Trask is a better quarterback than than Radler at this point in their, in their uh, lives. And I'm just curious, how is he going to move the ball and keep pace and continue to score? Because I figure Oklahoma will score, but you know, you think about that from a lot of times when you see Big Twelve teams and then they play someone outside of their conference, and the big uglies are not as good as the the SEC big uglies. So I I, I wouldn't put it out of the wrong possibility of Florida winning, but I, I do have Oklahoma winning in a yeah, high school I think game. it's
4: I think it's a fairly like I said, until Grimes and, and Tony decided they were going to sit, I, I think it was a pretty, pretty uh, level matchup. I mean, Florida's defense, I don't think is any good. I think one of the things that's improved this year for Oklahoma through the season has been their their defense. It's it's much better than it's been, I think, in previous previous years. I don't. On the flip side, I don't think the Big Twelve had all that great of a year. I um, know you kind of. You know they they tripped up a couple times early, so people kind of forgot about them, and now they they have come back in the last you know five weeks or so. So, um, you know, it being in Dallas, they're not letting a ton of people in. I don't know anybody making the trip that's not affiliated either. You know, has somebody on the team or is part of the administration. So a lot of the fans are opting out as well, and I'm sure you will have their their fair share. Um, I don't. Dallas has a decent number of. Um, UF alums and fans over there, but it's not enough to, you know, not more than, you know, 500 people or so. So we know you crowd, but that place is huge. I mean, that place is like playing in the Grand Canyon compared to all these college sta- stadiums. So whatever crowd noise they you can hear in the background is probably going to be uh, artificial because that place is so big with such a small amount of people. I, I can't imagine that making a difference at all. Well, the one thing we know
0: is, is, is that weather's not going to be a... right. A, a factor. So that's why regardless who Trask has with them, I think they will score. I just mm-hmm. don't know if you're going to be able to keep up a uh, pace, but all it's going to take is for a couple of dumb plays by Radler or whatnot. And, and I think you might see Mullen go with a controlled hurry up. If that makes sense. In other words, you keep them in that hurry up pace, right? Mm-hmm. But you, but you tell Trask before the game ever starts, I don't want to see that ball snap till about seven to eight seconds left on the time clock, right? Eat that clock up as much as you can. Just don't let them get into their substitutions. Uh, I'm a little surprised this, this spread is this low. Any chance Wisconsin does not beat Wake Forest at seven and a half points? I figure like they're going to mash them.
4: This is uh, another great sponsor, the Dukes mayo bowl to go with the, the cheese it bowl later on, uh, today. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think, uh, I think Wisconsin should, should probably handle them relatively easily, like, you know, 34 to 17, something like that. Wakes, it's a seven and a
0: half point spread. I just, yeah, I, that, I, I that, that's
4: it. surprising to me too. I think, um, wakes put up some points this year. It looks like, uh, what was it 51 and a half? It looks like as the, um, the over under, um, I, I could see that maybe going, going over, but I, I just, I don't know. I think you know Wisconsin's so good at playing ball control throughout the years, and this season's no exception. And, and Wake tries to you know score in four plays every every drive that they have. So I, I think that matchup favors Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin will win by a couple touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I, I just I just think they're gonna jam their fist through their nose and just right. push them over, push them over, and Wake's not gonna have an answer for it. I wouldn't give Florida State a chance of stopping. Wisconsin's offensive line. How the hell is Wake Forest? I mean, you got a bunch of guys, you know, with pocket protectors. Is that still a thing? Uh-
4: <laughs> and there's, you know, it's funny. Wake's always had good luck with uh, quarterbacks from from Jacksonville. He had Riley Skinner back in the day. You had John Walford, who I who I guess is going to start for the Rams uh, this weekend. And uh, they sent another one up there. I forget what high school he's from, but they'll have another Jacksonville quarterback here in a in a year or two. Um, but uh, it, it's it's funny if you most years you look at wake forest's um roster they'll 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 pluck about you know six or eight guys from jacksonville it's kind of funny but
0: uh well uh, speaking of jacksonville and the rams blake bortles was signed last night by the rams so <laughs> <laughs> how
4: about that so bortles and uh and wolford wolford's a cool story he was in fact we were driving around town on a friday night and, and one of the local radio stations has bishop county football and um, we happened to be going somewhere and listening and, and they put Walford in at quarterback. He was an eighth grader, uh, when he started his first high school football game for Bishop Kenny, um, uh, which is, wow. which is crazy. They, I don't think they'd ever had that before, um, at Bishop Kenny, but, um, yeah, he, he played all finished out that year and, and played all four years, set a bunch of records and, uh, went up to wake, did pretty well. And now he's, he's starting for the Rams. I, uh, I guess the golf's hurt, Um uh, and Then they got Bortles for insurance, so that that'll be uh, probably kind of surreal. Yeah, that
0: changed in about three hours. It went from Jared Goff has a uh, fractured hand, but he's going to, but it's something he could wait till the off season to take care of. To within three hours, it says flashing up there: Jared Goff has hand surgery, and I'm like, "Well, someone didn't tell Jared Goff that he was, yeah, because he was out there yapping about how he's gonna tough it out." And they said, "No, you're not. You look so. Is he done for the year? He's not done for the year. They're saying there's an outside chance he could play today. So I'm gonna play uh, this weekend. They don't expect it, but if if the Rams make the playoffs, they believe he can be back. And I guess they're hoping against hope that they can win uh without him because if they lose they need help to get into the playoffs
4: yeah Wofford might have even played in that uh that AFL I think he might have even snuck in there I'm, I'm not sure possibly but, uh, cool uh,
0: before before we jam out of here the Jags have locked up the number one pick how do they screw this up
4: <laughs> um you know it's any other franchise, I would say, man, it's impossible for them to mess it up. I, I don't think Lawrence is the kind of guy that's going to stay in school a, another year unless they unless they get housed in the semifinal game, and I don't necessarily see that that happening. I mean, he's already won his he won his title already with right. with Clemson. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's I think they screw it up by taking Lawrence and then ignoring some um, you know other positions throughout either draft or free agency. They've got a bunch of money to spend. I don't necessarily believe, like, I feel like Dan Snyder did that for a long time where he would just write blank checks to veterans and they would never pan out. And Jacksonville signed their share of those guys too, like Hugh Douglas and, and you know, a host of other guys that were just barely past their prime and, and got to Jacksonville and treated it as a vacation. So I still think you're better off building through the draft. Um, I think the offensive line needs to be addressed or else Lawrence is going to get killed. I know people, a lot of people like Leatherwood at tackle, which is fine, but I don't necessarily want him starting day one as a rookie tackle in the league, protecting either Lawrence's blind side or, or his front side. Um, but yeah, I think they got to shore the offensive lineup. I think they're okay running back. They need to find somebody else besides James Robinson because um, you need two backs in the NFL. Um, the, the receivers are good. They, DJ Chark will finally find somebody that can get him to the football and either not throw it 30 feet over his head or throw it 10, 10 feet short in the dirt. Um, but, yeah, they, they can draft Lawrence and think everything's okay. There's way too much work to be done uh, with the Jags. I, I said yesterday, I think next year with Lawrence, depending on who they sign, it's probably like a 6-10 and 10 year, and then year two, year three, year four, I think that's when you'll you'll hopefully see a jump from the Jaguars.
0: The problem with when you draft Lawrence is make sure making sure that he has an offensive line that's competent won't get him right. murdered. Exactly. Um, man, if there was a way for them to trade down, still get Kyle Trask and add an offensive tackle, that's what I would do. But I don't know. I mean, who's going to trade an offensive tackle just to bring in Trevor Lawrence? So it's it's, it's kind of a catch-22. I think what's going to happen, and look, Jets fans are distraught. They're pissed. Dah, 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 dah. I think what might, this might be one of the better things that could have happened to them. They are no longer in the hunt for Trevor Lawrence. You've got Sam Darnold. I If it were me with that number two pick, if they use the pick and not trade down, I would draft an offensive tackle. A left tackle. So then you have Mackay Becton, who, who who they got from Louisville last year, who's done an outstanding job, one of the best new uh, offensive linemen in the league. And maybe you get the kid out of Oregon that everyone's big on. I don't know. I would you know we'll find, figure out combine and all that stuff. But you get a you get a left t- you get bookends, so you give Sam Darnold a fighting chance. And then whoever the 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 new the coach is, maybe he can do something with Sam Darnold that it's only been a couple of years since that kid's been drafted and i know it seems like they're ready to move on but i would i would go that route before i ever drafted josh fields there's no way in hell i would draft josh fields with the number 2 pick overall and i think that there might be some other intriguing quarterbacks outside of Trask that you might take but look there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out what what says what says you can't go with the offensive line in the first in the first round and then look into a quarterback in the second round. Cause there are going to be some guys that fall. There's
4: yeah. I mean, I, I think you're, you're right on um, the jets part. I mean, which out of the two, you know, which franchise is, is, you know, closer to being like a seven and nine kind of team. And, and I, I think you're right. And I, I think you're saying this to me. It's the jets. Like the jets are, the jets are much closer to being a seven and nine team, depending on what changes they make. And the Jaguars are at least in 2021. Like, like I said, six and 10 to me is about as good as the Jags can get uh, in a year. Whereas, you know, the the Jets have pieces there. And I'm with you. Darnold's what, 23, 24? Like he's, you know, he's he's really just, just getting going. And by no means do I think he's the next Aaron Rodgers, but he can be a serviceable uh, NFL quarterback and he may you know, not be Aaron
0: Rodgers, but he's not Dwayne Haskins either. Right. Yeah. He's not,
4: he's not, he's not God awful. Like he's, he, he could be good. You know, right. he, he still has a future ahead of him. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think the jets throwing everything away just to go get Lawrence with the first pick. I don't know if that's the wisest thing for them. Cause I think, um, you know, Darnold's a heck of a lot better than whatever the Jaguars have at quarterback. Now they, they, they hate Menchu. they, um, they keep throwing Glennon out there, and then the, the kid from Oregon State's on the inactive list every week. So, um, But, yeah, I think if you took – I mean, the Jets have a much better offensive line than the Jets. Um, I don't know about receivers, but, um, you know, the running games, uh, Robinson's a, been a nice find for the Jaguars, but the Jets have some depth at running back too. So um, I, I think the Jets stuff is a little bit more fixable than the Jags. I, these The local guys that think that once the Jags take Lawrence, then that's it, the team's going to be in the playoffs every year for the next – Ten years, there's way too much wrong with the Jags than just the quarterback position.
0: That's what the Jets thought when they drafted Darnold, right? They're like, oh, well, here we go. And the other thing that you have to look at, too, is that if it were me and I'm the Jags, I start Minshew this week hopefully hoping, hoping he has a good week and maybe pulls off the upset against the Colts because then maybe you can trade him. Maybe right. You you're, no, no one's going to get excited about Mike Glennon. Right. Nope. So it's, it's
4: the Patriots way where like one guy hasn't like two or three big games in a season towards the end of the year back in the day when, when they had already clenched and they would sit Brady and then you'd have a Matt Castle or somebody like that and all of a sudden, you know, even Jacoby Brissett turned out like that where he ended up being, you know, trade bait or, you know, they got some stuff back for him. So um, I'm with you on I'm with you on that. I would play Minshew and, and see. I mean, worst case, you know, somebody else signs him, you got, a, you got a backup that started a bunch of games and Um, You know he he's he's a shot in the arm guy. He's uh, he's a good garbage garbage touchdown guy, and um, I'm I'm guessing you took him as your first quarterback so you can get that free case of Bud Light. I hope that didn't backfire on you too bad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, it's time to turn back time and do our walk off. Two pretty big things happened on this date. first one, it was in 1968 AFL Championship game in Shea Stadium. The New York Jets would upset the Oakland Raiders and, Joe, and John Madden. Joe Namath throws three touchdowns to spark the Jets to the win. The Jets would go on to beat the Baltimore Colts in a few weeks down in Miami where Namath famously made the prediction. And now everyone else's prediction that they win a game is shadowed by Joe Namath. And then also this date in 1969, just a year later, Kurt Flood announces that he will sue baseball and challenge the reserve clause as reported by the New York Times back in 1969. Of course, that started a huge legal battle. And to this day, if you're a free agent, In sport, and you are making big time money, Kurt Floods is the one you should be thanking for. Birthdays. Speaking of quarterbacks, that never lived up to what everyone thought they were going to live up to. Happy 49th birthday to Jay Fiedler, the man that they ran Dan Reno out of town for. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh played for many teams, but most famously the Miami Dolphins. would Would go on later to play for his hometown team of the New York Jets. He's from Long Island. He also played for a little known team called the Amsterdam Admirals in the Wheelaf—I mean, the, the World Football League. Um, and this is also the forty seventh birthday of a man's name who's in the news quite a bit here in New York baseball, Theo Epstein. 47 years old, he is now essentially a free agent, and there's a lot of speculation. Remember, he's from New York City, okay? There's a lot of speculation. He's going to take a year off, kind of chill, and then he'll be running the New York Mets before it's all said and done. That is the the guesstimation, which I think is probably a pretty solid guesstimation because the the man they just hired to be the general manager is one of his best friends, so it all kind of figures that Theo Epstein will be something like the president or player of operations or King Theo Epstein, whatever they want to name him. What is your walk-off for the day, sir? Uh,
4: Well, real quick, you mentioned today in sports. I I saw one. There's a cool Twitter account called TDI Sports, and it's today in sports. Uh, It was uh, LSU versus Texas Tech. uh, Fernand ran for 216 and five touchdowns, and uh, Patrick Mahomes on the other side threw for 370. Uh, and four touchdowns. So I thought I thought that was cool. I kind of forgot those two played each other. Uh, walk off. Um, hopefully Florida can get a, a win tomorrow night. I, you know, it's it's been a fun season. A season a lot of people thought we we wouldn't be able to get through with everything going on, but uh, uh, we did. I'd like to not end it with three straight losses. I'd like to get a win before the uh, the season is up. So hopefully we can sneak one out tomorrow night. And uh, I will be back with you on what the thirty first, I think, for a little game recap, and we'll preview the playoff games. Yeah, what what is the name of that Twitter account again? It is at TDI Sports, I think. Uh, at TDI Sports Clips.
0: Okay, the it's one pretty cool. I've- It'll
4: find random games from from random days in the past, or you know, stuff like that, or stuff that just happened in sports. I think yesterday it had. Uh, uh, Magic and Larry Bird on December 28th of 79 played their first NBA game against each other. It's it's pretty cool, and they usually attach a video with it too. So uh, so it's a yeah. Cool I'm about to start stuff. following
0: that because I I love that kind of stuff. We we do uh, the state in sports every day, but I I love looking at that stuff. I I never heard of it. The first one that I Googled into the Twitter engine had. Uh, four followers. I was like, this can't be it. And I, and I think the last time the guy uh, tweeted something was in 2014. I was like, I feel yeah, like- the
4: same, the same guy runs this and he's the one that does the old takes exposed, which is always fun. Um, and then he's he's got some some other endeavors too, but uh, but yeah, he's 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 a fun follow in his different accounts and stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed being on on a Tuesday, and we'll we'll catch up here in a couple days.
0: Yeah, Thursday we'll have you. I guess we'll have you at the normal time, eight to nine. Will we'll, work? We'll do that. Uh, get ready for the like you said. We'll we'll uh, react to the Gators, and then man, co- it's hard to believe the college football national championship start. We're so used to there being the big gap. Right and you get gassed up. I wonder if that's going to affect their uh, their ratings. I think what's going to affect the ratings: people are tired of seeing the same old play, old teams in the in the playoffs. It just feels like it's a, It's kind of like the old Rose Bowl, where you're like, okay, Michigan's playing who this year? And yeah, it's it, it was one of one of those things. When I was growing up as a kid, I was like, I don't care about that game. I feel like they've got to expand, expand or die because they're going to kill the sport. Now that you've gone to the playoffs, you've got to go all in. You've got to, you, you got to let more than four teams play. All right, brother. We will see you on Thursday.
4: All right, man. Appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. Tomorrow we will have, see, tomorrow's Wednesday, so we've got Justin Waller, Sean O'Toole's with us, and we are going to be now, tomorrow, and the next day we're going to be getting in to the end of the year, so we're going to have some fun things. We're going to give out awards, all that kind of stuff. We'll see you manana. <laughs>
3: Goodbye, sweetheart, well, it's time, time to go. We're back tomorrow. With another, another show. show Well Unless we're fired We'll talk Ooh. to you then Goodbye,
0: sweetheart Goodbye Goodbye Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time Same back channel Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio Your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast <laughs> Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app.
3: Get again, another cigarette.
0: you haven't downloaded it yet, the Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today, tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast Sports Talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kinda like that. I wanna tap that. You can bet I'm good.